at the uh, Dallas Regional Chamber Annual Meeting. You just you never know who you're going to run into, but we ran into Jim Springfield, the president of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Texas, asked him to send some time with us, and, and he obliged. Good to have you with us. Well, Dave, thank you very much. I uh, appreciate the invitation and uh, look forward to uh, spending a little time with you. You know, being president of an organization, that's just really a famous organization. Blue Cross Blue Shield, when I was growing up, was the traffic cop. I mean, Blue Cross Blue Shield said, this is what you're going to charge for a procedure and you're overcharging. And this was, and this was, it seemed like what we needed at the time. You know, uh, it's a rich history at Blue Cross. Uh, you know, about 90 seven ninety eight years ago uh, um, Baylor the Baylor Medical Center uh, CEO struck a deal with the um, the Texas Teachers Association for prepaid hospitalization for about a uh, premium of about fifty cents a week uh, that was uh, what it cost for so many days of hospitalization back uh, almost a hundred years ago that was the first example of third-party uh, health insurance in the United States of America. And that relationship, that contract, grew into what is now Blue Cross of Texas. And so we um, we appreciate that heritage. And there's so many firsts in Dallas and in Texas. Uh, and that's one we're proud of. But it's ubiquitous. I mean, you're in, aren't you in every county? All 254 counties in Texas, the only health insurance company that operates in all 254 counties. If you can believe that, I, I, I had to check that stat again, and it's true. Uh, so we work everywhere. Um, we have about 9.2 million lives in Texas that we take care of uh, commercially through our, the Medicaid program, the Medicare program, the exchange, the marketplace exchange and all that. And so uh, it's really a privilege to be associated with, with an organization that touches so many people uh, with such an intimate service. Your, your industry is really changing a lot, too, and it's still changing. I was, I was struck. The, I mean, just the other day, I saw Florida is, is buying drugs from Canada because they're cheaper, <laughs> and it, it had to be allowed, and it, and it was allowed. Yeah. And Eli Lilly is selling direct to, to the consumer and, and squeezing out the middleman. You're still going to have a prescription. But, I mean, these are major changes. Major changes. You know, uh, when pharma started the, the direct-to-consumer advertising campaigns, you know, probably a decade, 12, maybe 12 years ago, it really changed the landscape. Um, um, I spent my, the first part of my career uh, for 30 years operating hospitals, so I grew up on the provider side of the street. And, um, and so what we saw was uh, when, this, when these, this messaging started, uh, patients – members started showing up in doctor's offices saying, I want this drug or I want that drug. It was an ingenious uh, uh, program that, the, uh, that pharma had, had uh, enacted. And it's had, uh, it's had major uh, impacts on, uh, uh, you know, the distribution of uh, necessary pharmaceuticals. And, you know, we complain about the cost of these pharmaceuticals, and they are high. Uh, but they also save a lot of lives and extend a lot of um, uh, health and well-being. And, you know, if faced with a choice, I, I, I choose health and well-being. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, I know exactly what you mean because I, I'm one of the few people that watch the evening news. And they have these, these advertisements for these drugs that I've never heard of. I can't pronounce. <laughs> and they never really quite say what they're for. Yeah. But, you know, I probably ought to get some of that stuff if, <laughs> if 
Yeah, that's right. And you go to your doctor and you say, hey, I saw this on TV. What when, is when, when are you going to give me this? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it really it really has changed that relationship um, very significantly in the in um, in the healthcare system. But the other th- there's so many things that have changed. The other is that people are living longer. And, and I mean, somebody was talking to me the other day and they said, I'm old, but it seems like all my friends are getting Alzheimer's. I said, well, but they they've always been Alzheimer's. It's just people died before they were old enough to get it. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, are interesting, you know, uh, as we all get older, it, it happens and you start thinking about things differently like that. And I think one of the things, Dave, that that um, we should take some comfort uh, uh, from is that, you know, we in today's day and age, we tend to die with things as opposed to of them. We may die with this, but it, it's not the reason we died. And I think that's um, some of the some of the benefits of the modern healthcare system have uh, have staved off uh, some of those uh, mortality events. Thankfully, uh, that you know, ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, would have been mortal. Uh, but yet, with today's medication, today's interventions, today's procedures and technology, uh, we're living longer and um, and dying of different things. But that's a fascinating observation. You're dying with it rather than from it. Yes. And that is new. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think uh, uh, I think part of that that deal it's uh, it's somewhat uh, reassuring. And uh, at least in my own mind, but I it think is to about me. it. I think I think about <laughs> it that way. And uh, and uh, and I think you know we have um, the healthcare system's expensive. It costs a lot, and uh, and you know they're we're working every day to try to make that more affordable. Uh, but I, what I don't want to get lost uh, to be lost in this discussion is the the very significant benefits that we've uh, that we uh, experience because of this very healthcare system. Oh yeah, no no no, it's wonderful. It's, it's outstanding. I'm a beneficiary of it. So <laughs> the the other thing that occurs to me is change. And, and this was taking place somewhat before COVID, but really afterwards, is just the nature of employment and, mm-hmm. and, and how people get benefits. And it seems like they're more gig workers, I guess, and they want benefits too. And, and there are more people who are working from home, and that must change the dynamics somewhat. It does. Uh, you know, uh, when I talked to people, I was with a big employer yesterday for lunch, and we were talking and, uh, and uh, a client, and I had, um, you know, Everyone wants healthcare um, um, to be affordable, but primarily, it, and it needs to be. And when, there's lots of ways that we can make it more affordable. I'm happy to talk about some of those. But, um, but I think the thing employers are absolutely after is they still look at health benefits as a very significant competitive advantage when they're trying to hire in what is a, still a tight uh, labor sure, market. Yeah. And so, uh, and and frankly. Um, my kids who are much younger, uh, young adults, young parents, they view the world much differently than, than, than I do and where I am in my stage in life, and they value things differently. But I think at the end of the day, employers still think about making health care optionality to their, employee, in, to their employees as a very significant uh, recruiting tool right. uh, to attract the best and brightest, and uh, and you know part of part of what we do with our employers is try to help them meet that that demand. And they're not in the business of healthcare; we are, 
and they have their own self-funded plans that are governed by their own benefit structures and that kind of thing, and we want to support them on that, but they're in the business of trucking or they're in the business of selling groceries or they're in the business of, uh, you name it, uh, providing accounting services or law services, legal services, whatever. And so uh, we want to we make that very important uh, service easier for them, more affordable for them, and more attractive to their current and future employees. You know, one thing I, I don't hear much about, but I used to hear all about all the time, is Obamacare, which became just sort of the general term for health care coverage for everybody. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't seem to be a debate anymore. Am I lost? <laughs> well, I tell you, uh, no, I don't think you are. I think you're uh, very accurate in that regard. I think, you know, we talked a lot about, uh, you know, um, it was new and it was different and there were lots of people, you know, politically against it and stood up against it. And uh, there are parts of it that, you know, when it was initially enacted, we we're scratching our head going, is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What is it? And I think that as we stand today, uh, Texas, when I got in the healthcare business, had over a third of our state that was uninsured. And uh, and today we we're standing on about 15 to 16 percent we still lead the nation but it's really it's been I didn't, you've cut it it's cut been cut it it's half? been cut in half and a big chunk of that has been frankly because of um the uh efficient workings of the public exchange and i think the federal government is su subsidizing a lot of um lower income citizens who would have been covered by medicaid except our state didn't expand medicaid which is fine uh you know uh, because some alternatives have sprung up and we've been able to uh, get those folks covered. Could it be done better? Of course. But, uh, but at the end of the day, the name of the game, in my view, is access. Uh, and if we can provide access in an affordable way to uh, a, a bigger swath of the, the 30 million people that live in Texas, then we've, we've done a good job. You know, so you mentioned that. I, I was just looking at some notes here about, about, about Blue Cross Blue Shield. So, okay, so... You process over $38 billion in claims, a network of 130,000 physicians, 547 hospitals, 6.7 million members. Yeah, we have 6.7 million. Here's an interesting, here's another interesting stat that speaks again to the vibrancy of Texas. Uh, we have about, call it 7 million commercial lives. Those are people who work for companies that are domiciled in Texas. Uh, so they buy directly from Blue Cross of Texas for their insurance. In addition to that, Texas has the, uh, without getting into all the, uh, the nuances of Blue Cross nationally and state by state, we have 2.2 million uh, Blue Cross members that live in Texas whose companies are in other states like Florida or oh. Tennessee. So we're the host plan for an additional 2.2 million Blue Cross card carrying members, so that's how I get to my nine, uh, my nine point two million lives that I tra that I tracked earlier. We're the largest repository, Texas, of uh, of uh, blue, we call them blue card members of any state in the country because of the vibrancy that is Texas, the reason people want to live here, the great way of life that we have, and um, the great services that we have, great economy, really, uh, and it's, uh, beautiful cities, beautiful uh, country. And uh, and that's attractive to people, and and um, and so uh, we're the beneficiary of that. Jim, you've got a big job. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Springfield's president of Blue Cross uh, and Blue Shield of Texas. 
And uh, we caught up with him at the uh, Dallas Regional Chamber annual meeting. You're a member of the DRC. I am. I'm uh, very fortunate to be a member of the DRC. I'm fortunate to serve on this board. Um, I'm um, looking forward to, I've been on the executive committee since I've been here, and I'll, I'll have the, the singular privilege and honor of chairing this organization in 2025. So I'm uh, really uh, so complimentary and in awe of the things that Del Petrovsky and his staff has done uh, in this chamber. We, you know, the, the number one chamber in America this year, uh, and it, it shows. And so um, uh, really a privilege to be a part of this. Well, you're a North Texan. We, we loaned you out to Harris County for a brief period, <laughs> but it's nice to have you back here. Jim Springfield, the president of uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson. News Radio 1080 KRLD.